to the word of the Lord, and then we'll make some statements here. After we are seated, I'll be mindful that you are standing. How many know that Joel prophesied that there was coming a time when the Spirit of the Lord would be poured out upon all flesh? Amen. And I want you to think about it because, see, we're Pentecostal and we take it for granted. And we come up in here and we just enjoy the presence of the Lord and we're so used to it. Hallelujah. But I wonder if there's any young men under the sound of my voice that could wave their hands and say, I want to see visions, Lord. I want to see visions, God. I wonder if there's any old men under the sound of my voice that could say, I want to dream dreams, God. I want you to put something inside of me that is not born of a fleshly carnal nature, but something that comes from the power of God omnipotent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That's the time I'm living in. That's the time we're living in, church. I don't know if you could just get a, a picture of your son and your daughter. I don't know where they're at. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, they may be wayward, but I'm telling you that the Spirit of the Lord wants to move upon them so that they would prophesy. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the time that we live in. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm humbled to stand before you. I have a healthy awe of this pulpit. And I do not take for granted an opportunity to stand as the oracle of God. And there's been much in my spirit over the last many weeks. And some of it felt really good. And I thought, oh, yeah, we're going to have rodeo church. Hallelujah. But uh, the Lord impressed something on me recently that, that he would not let me find release from. And so when I woke in the morning, it was with me, Brother Colbreth. And when I lay down at night, it was, it was with me. And so uh, by the grace of God, we'll leave here today and it will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John, the fourth division. Let's go to the book of John. The fourth division, it would almost be cliche for the Pentecostal preacher to preach about worship. But don't judge it yet. Hallelujah. John 4, beginning in the 21st verse. and We'll look a little closer at some other things in this chapter, but let's get to the, the heart of the matter. Jesus is speaking. You know, I say that because in my mind, I feel like when Jesus is speaking, we should pay extra close attention but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him now you may be curious about my tonality today he's talking to a woman at a well he didn't say but the hour cometh He's talking to a woman at a well. But the hour cometh and, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit. Someone say spirit. And in truth, someone say truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I, I don't know what he looked like. But I just imagine Brother Leezer, he was smiling when he was explaining this passage. 
I can just see him there engaged with this woman. She's been married five times. Y'all, I'm getting off track already, you know. And he's just talking to her at the well. It's a picture of you in the workplace. It's a picture of me in the marketplace. It's a I'm humbled to stand before you. I don't come to you tonight with any, or this morning rather, with any uh, exegetical excellence. I think that's the word. And uh, excellence of speech. But I do want to talk to the church. I feel like God has put in my heart to share with you one more time that we've got to live out our faith. And it's time to worship in spirit and in truth. Would you join me? Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. Your presence has baptized this place. We have felt, Lord, your spirit. God, I'm humbled, Lord, that you decided to come down and dwell in our midst this morning because we're not worthy, God, but you did it, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. We're your children, and you showed us once again that we're the ones that you love. And so I pray today, make make me safe to your people, and I pray today that your word would come alive in our hearing, God, and I pray that we would leave, Lord, regardless of what is manifest in the next hour, God, I pray that we would leave changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Someone agree with me and say amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. It was pretty awesome to be in worship with you this morning. I didn't have to separate anybody. For those of you that don't know, I am often ministering to children, and uh, we help them stay focused. I see, I've seen a few of you that probably could have stood to be separated, but, but it was for good reason. You were acting up in the house of the Lord, unto the Lord in worship. I want to give honor to... Uh, my elders, my ministry team, and certainly my pastor who's traveling abroad. Are you thankful for your pastor? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm thankful for that man. I'm thankful for his heart, and I'm thankful for his ministry. And I want to give honor and, 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 and uh, appreciation to my family, uh, certainly to my mother and father, my in-laws, but uh, very much so to my beloved wife, you know, there was a time, y'all don't know, our torrid past as young people. There was a time where we were apart, and, uh, and we were young. Lord, have mercy. He did. Thank you, Jesus. He had mercy. But I, I prayed to the Lord. I don't know that I've ever shared this with any of you, but during that time, and, and I, I was dating some girl, I don't know, from Louisville or something, and, uh, and uh, I didn't tell her I was praying this, but I said, Lord, if it's your will, could you please bring Marla and I back together? You know, he called that to my remembrance this week. And uh, I love that woman. I'm just going to tell everybody. So I'm thankful for her. Hallelujah. And uh, she ain't in here, so I can just go. Hallelujah. But I'm super thankful for my son, Kedrick Isaac. Uh, He bears my name. I love him with all my heart and, and Brooklyn and that miracle little baby of ours, Braylon, you know, we stand in the pulpit so often as men of God and give honor to so many things, but I want to honor family. It's the first institution in the scripture, and uh, I think we would do well to focus on the family. Hallelujah. So, amen. Go ahead. Let's give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
You've been so, so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So the linchpin of the Christian life is faith. Amen? We know this. The scripture says, but by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Now, I'm a visual person, so when I think about grace and faith being used in the same passage, I ask myself, where's grace, where's faith? And the scripture says, by grace, if I can just be grace over here, this big bubble, this, this, this big, awesome arena of God's grace, by grace are ye saved. Okay, i got to get in here to be saved, but you're saved by grace through faith. Uh-oh. So I'm not saved, I'm on the outside, and the way I get into that place is through something. There's a conduit, hallelujah, and the conduit into God's grace is faith. Amen. So faith is important. We have to have faith. We cannot be a church that is faithless. My Lord, the question was posed in the scripture. It said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith in the earth? And I want to say with a resounding voice, yes, you will find faith in the earth, Lord. Hallelujah. We know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But in fact, God is a rewarder of an act of faith. Why do I put it that way? Because we know that he rewards those that diligently seek him, but all that really is is action, and we know that he rewards an act of faith. It's our act of faith in God that makes the difference. James said that without faith work, uh, without works, rather, faith is dead. I'm going to just say that again the right way. You all ready? James said that faith without works is dead. See, when you're teaching the kids, there ain't this much pressure, you know what I'm saying? Okay. James said that faith without works is dead. Now, when he says faith without works, I think of it like this. I, I think of it as faith as at rest, right? Faith that is dormant. And I remember in junior high, I remember learning about energy, and there were two types of energy. There was kinetic energy that was energy in motion, and then there was potential energy that was energy that was at rest, but, but I believe that faith is a little bit like that today. See, I believe James would provoke us this morning to not possess a faith that is a belief-only faith or that is a profession-only faith, but a faith that is an active faith. Hallelujah. A faith that is on the move. Somebody say kinetic faith. Amen. So the book of Romans tells us uh, that whatsoever is not done in faith is actually sin. And that's pretty stout, so we don't talk about it much. But we have to have faith. We are a people living by faith, walking in faith. And so, of course, the Scripture does say we walk. It's an action. We walk by faith and not by sight. And our faith is on display through our works. It's an active. It's a mobile. It's a living faith. And this is why, if I can submit it today, this is why that Abel offered. This is why Enoch walked with God. This is why Noah built an ark for the saving of his family. This is why Abraham got up from where he was and went and sojourned looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Because there is an act of faith that makes the difference. Hallelujah. And of course, Sarah judged God faithful. You know, there's a, there's a faith involved in judging God faithful. See, sometimes we don't think God's faithful. And you know how we know? Because he'll do it, and he'll do it, and he'll do it, and then the situation arises, and we say, oh, no. 
you understand what I'm saying? But if we judge God faithful, he'll do it again. Praise the name of Jesus. So these heroes of the faith in the Old Testament, let me, let me, let me build a, a little foundation for a moment. They were handling the substance of things hoped for. They were looking for, longing for the evidence of things not seen. These, the scripture says, died in faith having not received the promise. Someone say the promise. Now I've always been intrigued by our heroes, our generals, our, our stalwarts of the faith that are outlined in Hebrews 11. All of them are in the Old Testament. And that's intrigued me because when you look at the word faith, there is no word for faith in the Old Testament that's found. Once in Deuteronomy, there's a word used in the Hebrew that we translate to faith in the English, and all it meant is trusty. It just meant you're a trusty dude. Brandon, my, my man Brandon is a trusty dude. Brother Jordan, sorry, Reverend, I apologize now. So, but I know if I call on Brother Jordan, he will, he will pray for me. He's trusty. So it was that kind of, and then again in Habakkuk, we, we read the just shall live by faith. What was being described there was simply that the just are faithful individuals. So, so then we move into the New Testament and it's faith, 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 it's faith everywhere. Just have faith in God, have faith. I don't get to be up here much, y'all. So, Okay. It's just faith. 245 times in the New Testament, it's faith. Why? Here's why. Because faith is no greater and it's no more relevant than its object. Do you know him? Hallelujah. The God of creation who robed himself in flesh and was manifest in our midst, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Galatians says, before faith came. Before faith came. Now, it's not saying Jesus is faith, but it's saying before faith came, it didn't show up until the object of our faith was revealed, <laughs> and his name is Jesus, and you can put your faith in him. Hallelujah. He's a faithful God. Before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. A lot of King James English there. But basically what we're saying is before Jesus appeared, all we had was the law. But after that faith has come, Galatians says, Jesus stepped on the scene, hallelujah, and the law was fulfilled. We are no longer under the law. Jesus fulfilled the law, the spotless Lamb of God who knew no sin but became sin for you and I. The object of our faith has appeared. So we live by faith and we walk by faith and it's an act of faith that's in the believer. The scripture says in the New Testament, continue in the faith. It says be established in the faith. It says stand fast in the faith. Have boldness in the faith. Be sound in the faith. Love one another in the faith. Let me say it like this. Everything that you do in word or in deed, let it be done to the glory of God by faith, in faith, through faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone say, worship him by faith. Glory to God. Thank you for showing up to class today and participating. I appreciate it much. Now, Jesus says to the woman at the well, and I love the story. I love how it unfolds. I love the whole shooting match, right? Hey, guys, can you go get some food? Pastors preach this so many times. I'm not going to do his routine. He does it so much better than me. But he sends them off so that he can talk to this woman that they would all be like, <gasps> 
He's talking to a Samaritan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't stay the course. Hallelujah. And so Jesus is engaged with this woman in conversation. And she's been married five times. Now, I don't know if that's because, right, she, um, she had a massive inferiority complex. And so she was attracted to men who, who abused her. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the baggage was, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say there was some baggage. There was some baggage. But what's interesting to me is she says to Jesus, she says, our fathers worship in this mountain. And we know that we're really only supposed to worship in the other mountain. <laughs> you mean to tell me your Samaritan daddy's worship? That's intriguing to me. We'll save it for another time. But they were worshiping. She was familiar with the idea of worship. And it may have been a worship in spirit and not in, oh, that could have been it. We'll just leave that out there for a minute. We might come back to it because I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So she says, she says this to Jesus, and Jesus says, hey, there's coming a time <laughs> where it ain't going to matter where you're physically worshiping. It's going to matter where you're spiritually worshiping. It's going to matter what your spirit is doing. That's what, that's what I'm going to be looking at. It's not going to be about which mountain. Did you follow the instructions just right? It's going to be about your posture. Do you worship me in your spirit? Not in his spirit. It's a little less spirit. See, I'm getting ahead of myself again. He says, and not just in spirit, but you're going to worship in truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there's coming a day. There's coming a day. Somebody say it's time. Jesus isn't looking for our physical posture in worship. He's looking for our spirit posture. And I said that again with little s. See, in the New Testament, there's one word for spirit, and it's used universally, and it's used in a lot of different ways. You will, you will see that when uh, the, the, the young lad passes away, that his spirit went out of him, right? There was no more breath in him. So when we talk about the breath of life, it's referred to as spirit. We talk about different spirits supernaturally using the same word. We talk about, we talk about spirit in a deity form. And up until the, the, new, the King James Version, it wasn't even capitalized. But we delineate when we're talking about God or the Holy Ghost with a capital S when we talk about spirit. So we're just going through this real quick. But there is a spirit of man. A spirit of man. And it's not a supernatural spirit. It's your proclivity. It's your given, given disposition. It's your emotional makeup. It's how you react when things aren't going your way. It's, it's your spirit. And, 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 and let's be honest, y'all. If there's a spectrum, and I'd imagine there is, uh, I would say that there are some in the religious world that, that embrace a more cerebral, observational approach to religion. We, <laughs> however, are often uh, labeled as emotional responders. I have a good friend who's a deacon at a large Baptist church, and uh, I was talking to him about this scripture verse, and he said, well, if you... He said, well, if you, if you talk about, you know, not, not reacting in emotion, wouldn't that be offensive to Pentecostals? I said, not this one. 
You can't offend me. I see you coming. Hallelujah. So, so we began to talk about what it means to worship in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. And so we clap our hands and we, we do our dance and we shout for joy and we make noise. And come on, I, I'm not going to let it come to debate. I'm a praiser, y'all. Y'all know me. That, I'm, not, I'm not going down any road. Hallelujah. I love to praise him. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise feels good. Glory to God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Hallelujah. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. I love to praise the Lord. Let's give him a hand. Hallelujah. See, that was spirit. It welled up in me. That was spirit in me. I, 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 just, I just began to praise him from my being. And a hand clap is in order, an exclamation, a proclamation, an adoration. These are biblical, and these are precious, and God is worthy of these. But this word spirit that we're dealing with, it's really the spirit of a man. It's their mental disposition. It's their mind. It's our spirits that are moved by feeling and that react to circumstance. If I walk into the high school... Now, see, I've been told don't sniff in the mic, y'all. See, that's why I keep doing it. And, and it's spirit week. We're about to see some things, Brother Jordan. Kind of like when you walk into Tree of Life on Sunday morning, you know, except for maybe some of the painted bodies and stuff. Hallelujah, Lord, don't let it go there. Okay. But, but if you look, they're all donning the school color. They're all chanting the school chant. And, and, and there's a call and a response that says, we've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. Well, yes, I do. Hallelujah. See, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about spirit. We're not dealing with the Holy Ghost, but spirit. And we see a theme in Scripture regarding spirit. Watch this. I'm going to show it to you. In the Scripture, there's an anguish spirit. It, there's, a, there's a reference to sons having the spirit of their fathers. The Bible refers to a troubled spirit, a willing spirit, a stirred spirit, a good spirit, an understanding spirit, a right spirit, an overwhelmed spirit, a faithful spirit, a hasty spirit. I'm sorry, I got a little triggered there. I was like, man, this is about Brian in here. What's going on? Okay. And here comes one, an excellent spirit. Someone say Excellent. Yeah, a humble spirit, a contrite spirit, a spirit of might. The book of Malachi charges Israel, take heed to your spirits. Pay attention. And you and I need to ask ourselves, what is the spirit of my words, of my deeds? What is my mental disposition? Am I being ruled by emotion? Can I worship him in spirit, my spirit? Is there an excellent spirit in me? Because to worship God in spirit means to bring yourself to a place, hallelujah, where everything that you do becomes worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We go through this word and we don't find anybody talking about the vacations. We don't find anybody talking about the final four. We don't talk. 
I'm just, listen, 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 listen. There's truth that we like, and then there's truth. And so, and so it was all about him. Hallelujah. Paul came to the point, he said, I'm determined not to know anything else. I'm going to forget it all except Christ and him crucified. Hallelujah. So we worship him in our spirits through our labor, through our relationships, in conversation as unto the Lord. Now, I was coming home from a party New Year's Eve a few years ago. I'm going to give you an example of our spirit. He didn't check me. I'm going to give an example of our spirit. And so we had just left fellowship with like believers. I mean, when when the clock struck midnight, we were holding hands. We prayed out the old year and thanked him for bringing us through. Hallelujah. We prayed in the new year and thanked him for going before us. Hallelujah. And we were in the presence of the Lord. We're having a good time. Man, fellowship, food. Happy New Year. And I pull out of the house. I'm on my way. It's not long. The kids are falling asleep. And Marla's quiet. You know, it's, we're tired. And we, we pull out on the main drag. And up ahead of me, I see uh, a DUI checkpoint. I said, praise the Lord. Go get them. I don't want them crossing, crossing me up, sending me to glory tonight. Hallelujah. You know. And so, and so we roll up on the DUI checkpoint. And, and, and brother, brother, brother Zach, I'm going, I ain't driving under influence. This is just a little routine stop for me, right? And uh, I'm sitting there four or five cars from a checkpoint, and this big black Escalade is in front of me. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, look at that. And the windows go down, and they're watching the police up ahead, and whew, here comes a 40 out the back door. Here comes another bottle out the back door. Here comes a brown bag out the back door. I have five or six bottles. I said, oh, man, these jokers are smoked. They're in trouble. They can't go nowhere. I'm like, oh, mercy. So they roll up on the checkpoint. I'm kind of, you know, you know. And, uh, man, they went there three seconds and waved them on through. I said, well, justice ain't served. Hallelujah. So I roll up on the checkpoint, and an officer comes around. Now, 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 wait a minute. I got to stop right here. I am back to blue. Hallelujah. I am thankful for, for those who serve. Hallelujah. And, and, and just like you, your family, and mom and them, there are some among them that I'm sure have made some mistakes. But I'm just going to say I'm thankful for all of those that serve the public. Okay? Can we just say that? Hallelujah. Now, and so... He comes over, I roll my window down, Brother Chastain, Officer Chastain, and he says, uh, where are y'all coming from? It's a party, you know, my kids in the back, you know, my, my wife and I. Have you had anything to drink tonight? Nope, sir, not a drop. I checked that. Nothing alcoholic, sir, nothing alcoholic. He said, okay. He said, well, um, I noticed that you don't have a front license plate. And uh, I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, it's a, it's a law in Ohio that you should have a front license plate. Now, had it not been so late, hallelujah, had I thought before I spoke, hallelujah, but there's a spirit in me. How, I, some of you have been around Brian. Brian shows up every now and again, you know. I, I mean, and, and, and all of a sudden, here comes Brian. Whoop. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. Is is this a front license plate checkpoint or is this a DUI checkpoint? 
Now, hey, I was in spirit. But I was not worshiping in spirit. There was a hasty spirit coming up out of me. And um, now in hindsight, I would have said, officer, I want to thank you um, for, for working on New Year's Eve and for keeping the public safe. I really do understand that you'd rather be with your family. Um, you're right. I should have a, a, a front license plate. Is it going to be a problem? That's what I should have said. I probably would not have been asked to pull over. I probably would not have been made to sit and wait in a big old capital T timeout, right, for probably 40 minutes and then written an excessive ticket. And I think he was gleeful. His spirit was fine. My spirit was not. So, so you say, Brian, man, you are derailed. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm illustrating a point. You and I have a spirit. And we are charged in Scripture to worship as true worshipers in spirit. Hallelujah. The spirit of a thing is important. Don't get involved in something that doesn't have a good spirit behind it, an excellent spirit. Be careful about the spirit that's in the entertainment that you subject yourself to. Be careful about the spirits that you surround yourself with. You say that's personality. We're having a good time. If it ain't worship... If it can't be categorized as wholly benign, hallelujah. If it can't be transparent enough that people can see through you and see Calvary, hallelujah. We have got to be mindful of worshiping in spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Glory. I'm being mindful of the time, y'all. Turn your neighbor say your spirit is showing. Hallelujah. This is how we worship. This morning, I want to invoke the law first mentioned. There's an idea, there's a concept when you're looking at the Word of God that the first time something is mentioned gives you the most clear revelation of what is being discussed. In Genesis 22 and 5, Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. This is the very first place in Scripture where the word worship emerges. You guys know the setting. It was days of journey. God speaks to Abraham. I want you to take your only son. I want you to put him on an altar and I want you to give him back to me. Take his life as a sacrifice to your God. And here in Scripture is the first place that we see the word worship. In invoking the law of first mention, I want to tell you that this is a very clear depiction of what it means to worship. My praise is invited to the party that worship hosts, but my praise is not worship. My song, my exclamation, me getting together with my brothers and sisters of like precious faith, there's value in all of that. But worship camp is happening in everyday life where the rubber meets the road 
in every circumstance and in every exchange. And this is heavy upon my heart because the hour has come and now is that the Father is seeking those that will worship Him. That will worship Him. Abraham says, I and the lad will go yonder and worship. Abraham, what are you doing here? You've traveled for days. I'm obeying the voice of the Lord. But why, Abraham? Because obedience is worship. Abraham, Abraham, you, 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 you were up at the break of dawn. What, why? Because it's worship. Abraham, I don't understand. Why, why would you come to this desolate place so far removed from the convenience So far removed from where the hustle and the bustle is. So far removed from where pop culture would look for you. Because it's worship. Abraham, you've got all the constructs here for an altar. Yes, I do. Because it's worship. Abraham, how could you even consider laying your precious promise, Isaac, that precious son of yours upon this altar? Because... Say it with me, it's worship. Men's prayer, just two weeks ago, Brother Zach, Brother Zach Ward was talking about uh, praying, and he, and he was talking about living for God and being a, a father and, and working and, and two jobs and all that he's involved in. And he said, he said, just pray my strength in the Lord because everything I want to be, these things seem to pull, pull on me. And it's hard for me to be the man that God wants me to be. And he said, and I know there's no such thing as a convenient altar. And Brother Ward, you you just said it. It just kind of rolled out of you. But I was somewhere over in this neighborhood. And it pierced me. My life, our lives, this culture is all about convenience. Lord, I'm going to come to you in prayer while I'm making my coffee. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Pray without ceasing. Hallelujah. But I'm going to talk to you and check a few boxes, and I'm going to get out the door, and I'm going to bebop through life. I just want to say we're called to worship. I won't go any further. We're called to worship. What does it mean? I think that Romans chapter 12 captures it best. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, By the mercies of God that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. How? How in the world can I do it? Is it a work of the flesh? No. The scripture goes on. Be not conformed to the world. Don't let this world get on you. Don't let it shape your opinions. Don't let it cause division. Don't let it make you at odds with your brother. Be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that that good and acceptable and perfect will of God, my Lord in heaven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the script for just a minute. Hallelujah. Do you know what I love about this church? Do you know what I, one of the things I love about the Tree of Life Church? Help me get it out. Jesus, right now, I, I, I want to just say something. The scripture says, it's very clear. It says, as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Now, now, if you've been baptized into Christ, somebody say, that's me. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. This is why God is blessing the tree of life. Blessing the tree of life church. 
Because the scripture says, if ye are Christ, if ye have put on Christ, uh, then ye be Abraham's seed. Oh, my Lord in heaven. So in other words, every promise from way back when is being pulled forward into your life and being manifest. But there's something that's tucked away in there that this church has a revelation of. We have one of the most diverse assemblies, not just in this city, but in this nation. Hallelujah. Sunday is one of the most segregated days of the week. We got black church, white church. We got tree of life church. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you that we're Christ. We're Christ. We're Christ. Watch this. Watch this. Tucked between those two scriptures you just rejoiced over is another scripture. It says, as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And because you have put on Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. Oh, Lord, have mercy. There is neither male nor female. (laughs) But we have been made one by the blood of Jesus Christ. Ah, I am, y'all, I'm out of time. I'm going to skip from spirit and I'm going to get to truth. Are y'all ready for truth? Truth is this. The world wants to divide and conquer. Brother Charlie Tierney, you put this in my spirit a few weeks ago. And so he does this. You're black, you're white, you're Republican, you're Democrat, you're a feminist, you're a chauvinist, you're this, you're that. And the church says, oh, yes, I am. I'm in my lane. No, 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 you're not. If you have been bought by the blood of Jesus, you have been covered. And there is no longer Jew nor Greek, no longer bond nor free. You need to shake off that identity. And you need to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. I feel. <laughs> Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This world is consumed with ancestry and 23 and me and who did what to whom? My God in heaven. The scripture says if you want to reach the prize, the prize, the mark of the high calling of God in Jesus Christ, this is what you got to do. Forget the things that are behind. Wipe it away. Well, wait a minute. I came from so-and-so. I spoke with an accent. You ain't nothing, Brian. You've got nothing. You know how I know that? Because the scripture says in 1 Peter 2 and 10, In times past, you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. In times past, you had not obtained mercy, Brother Colbert, but now I have obtained mercy. Hallelujah. He covered me. He covered me. He bought me. And so now my identity is what? My identity is chosen. My identity is royal. My identity is holy. My identity is purchased by the blood of Jesus. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah. 
My goodness, you can be seated in the house of the Lord, but rejoice in your spirit. Hallelujah, you have received the truth. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't have time to make this transition all, all delicate like I was planning on it. Here's the thing. We've got to worship him in truth. And culture wants to erode the truth. Culture wants to take away the truth. Culture wants to fill your mind with everything that is not truth. Hallelujah. Jesus in his spirit said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But Jesus in the truth said, nevertheless, <laughs> not my will, but thine be done in Jesus' name. We worship him in truth, in truth. I know who I am. It's more than a song. Hallelujah. <laughs> we are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. We worship him in that truth. Praise the name of the Lord. My goodness. Oh, oh, last few days, so much anxiety. Marla said, you always get like this. I said, woman, hallelujah. She said, she said, what's the deal? I said, there's something in this. I can't, I'm trying to talk about worship and, and tr spirit and truth and that I got to worship when I feel like it and I should feel like it. Here's the good news, church. Here's the good news. When you start to worship the Lord in truth, he changes your spirit. Yeah. Hallelujah. And you'll worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. I said, there's a hole, baby. There's a gap. I don't know what it is. And she said, well, I guess he'll fill it when you're in the platform. Well, prophesy, prophesy. Hallelujah. That was so off the beaten path. Lord, forgive me. Now, nowhere in my notes. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me, Lord, right now. I was talking to Brother, brother uh, I'm not going to betray him. Y'all turn around and say he worshiped at the wrong mountain or something. So I was talking to a brother the other day. He said uh, it was a rainy day. The kids were cranky. Wife was cranky. See, that's why I didn't name him. And uh, he said he was frustrated. Wasn't no dinner on the table, hallelujah. Said, I, I mean, that's on him. I'm not trying to, uh, there's no male or female. I'm just talking, you know. And so uh, he said, he said he went out to get something to eat, some order, order some to go. He said, I messed up the order, took forever. He's waiting. Now it's dark, comes out, and there's traffic, dead tra traffic hour. Traffic hour. Brother Tierney, traffic hour. He was tempted in all points like us unto we. He sat in traffic. I don't know how. I don't know how many camels it was, but I'm telling you, Jesus has been there. And so he said, uh, he was sitting there, and he's like, you got to be kidding me. Kids, wife, food, cold, traffic, rain. And he said, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he, it, was like, it was like somebody lifted scales off his eyes, and he looked to his right and his left. And all the souls. And he said, I started praying. God, forgive me. Lord, I pray, God, for this city right now. The lost and the afflicted, marginalized children. He said he started praying and saying, I pray for the marriages that are on the rocks. And I pray, Lord, for the addictions. And I pray, God, that you would send revival to this city, God. Oh, Lord, forgive us of our sins. God, we're a fallen people. He said, you know what happened? He said, the Holy Ghost started to move. 
Hallelujah. I guarantee the Holy Ghost started to move. He said it wasn't long, but a few minutes later, and he's in the car weeping, and then he's in communion with the Father. And he's, he's being renewed in his spirit. His mind is being transformed. Hallelujah. It started with worship in truth because it wasn't in his spirit to say what he said, pray what he prayed, do what he did. But see, the truth is in you. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways by taking heed thereto according to thy word? Hallelujah. Every word of God is pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Do you understand? This word is alive and it gets in you and that word is truth. Hallelujah. 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 I want to I wanna fast forward here. There's a couple things I want to hit on before we get out of here. Lord have mercy. I took all this time. Well, some of you all right. Okay. Jesus said in John 14, he said, the spirit of truth shall be in you. You know why the hour has come and now is that men will worship him in spirit and in truth? Because truth was not revealed until Jesus Christ came. Hallelujah. The law was revealed. There was a form. Oh, I got to stay the course. All right. John 14, the spirit of truth shall be in you. Jesus, again, in John 15, it's almost like he's trying to teach us something. When the comforter is come, even the spirit of truth, that spirit will testify of me. John 16, he comes three times. Yea, I say, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. Every one of these passages is attached to the promise of the Holy Ghost. If you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, the truth is in you. And you may not always feel, hallelujah, in your human spirit, a worship rising and like walking humbly before God. But if the Holy Ghost is in you, you can worship in truth. Hallelujah. There's a difference between my spirit, thank you Jesus, and his spirit. You know why? Because he didn't have any offense when the policeman said, you don't have a front license plate. Y'all, I know, I, I get you on this pendulum, right? Because I'm, I, I don't know, this is how the Lord made me. He said I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Take it up with him. And so we get on this big spiritual swing, and then I'm like, just bring it right back. And you're like, ah. Maturity in the spirit will allow you to move. Hallelujah. We can laugh together. We sit in heavenly places together in Christ Jesus. You with me? Hallelujah. And so we need to, we need to understand that if we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we are called to true worship. Oh, so what will you do with a stand? Musicians, come. I know I'm supposed to get you up here before everybody's standing, but let's stand. Let's stand. I'm going to hasten on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. It's in you. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Now is the time for worship. Everything that we do, we do it in faith. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in this place, it is yours this morning. It is yours this morning. It is a gift, and it is available to you. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And, and nobody's going to look sideways at you. You know what we're going to think of you if you come up here and say, I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost? We're going to say, they must want to worship in truth. That's what we're going to say. Hallelujah. See, truth is not a badge. Truth is not a club. Truth was not given to you to judge someone. It wasn't given for you to you as some spirit of haughtiness, but truth was put in you as a dwelling place. Hallelujah. We worship in truth. And so when we get up inside of the truth, our lives become worship. When our lives become worship, men see our good deeds. And then they give glory to the Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter what mountain you've been worshiping at. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can worship in spirit and in truth today because he wants to give you joy. He wants to give you peace. He wants to fill you with his goodness and his grace and his favor. Somebody say if. If. The biggest word in this whole big book. Biggest word in this whole big book. Bigger than, what is it, Teglithopeza or whatever the place is in the Old Testament. If, if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and joint heirs of the promise. If God be for us. Then who can be against us? If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face, then, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their lands. I want to tell you right now, get on the other side of the if come on in the waters just fine receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost be baptized afresh and anew with a perspective of worship that transforms every facet of what you do how you work what you what you wear where you go it doesn't matter if I'm cleaning out my car if I'm talking to the board if I'm loving on a child it doesn't matter what I'm doing it's worship it's worship it's worship y'all I've been blessed I've been blessed I've been so blessed I've been called in to the, to, the, to the I've been called in to C-level executives and they, they want they want me to give them the potion. Tell us what you did. Why, why did you sell so much? How did this deal work? What, what, why was your profitability more than everybody else? I say, I can tell you, but we can't set up a training, I don't think, because it's going to get into some politically incorrect areas. I'm just going to say it that way. God's hand is on my life. God's hand is on my life. I worship Him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to testify. Don't be bitter. Be better. Listen, let your faith grow in this place. 17 and a half years with my company. This year I just closed out was the biggest and the best year that I've ever had. Somebody said to me, what are you accredited to? You know what I told them? We were washing our hands in the men's restroom. Oh, I said, it's easy. I know exactly what I credited to. I said, our church is going through a building project. And the Lord spoke a number into my heart to commit to him. And I thought the number was impossible. But I also heard his voice, so I went ahead and committed it. And so he was just proving his word, that's all. 
The world don't know what to do with truth. That's why media is in love with lies. That's why our school systems are in love with lies. That's why political agendas are in love with lies. Because they don't want you to know the truth. The truth will set you free. The truth will make you free indeed. Hallelujah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom. I got to close. I got to close. If you need to respond to the word, respond. I'm not going to plead with you. I've set it out. It's good. It tastes good. It's salty. Hallelujah. It's hot. You come and get it. The Lord wants to minister to you this morning, healing in your body and your mind. And as we're going, as we're going, hallelujah. The Lord wants to set you free. He wants to make it so that you can be an agent of truth in the earth. So that you can worship Him. He's seeking such that will worship Him. He comes.